0: Welcome back. I'm Melissa Katie, the Challenge Doctor, with my co-host doc- from the West Coast, Dr. Kevin Kakaro. And I think I said welcome back twice, but you're welcome <laughs> to be part of the community here at The Change Physician. If you don't know what The Change Physician is all about, you can go to thechangephysician.com, whether you're a physician or a physician ally, and become part of the community. However, today I wanted to bring up, um, this is something we've never talked about, but it just released an article, and I'll let Kevin dive into it. Um, but it's related no,
1: yesterday. It, it was released yesterday. I didn't yeah. know. Wow. Look at us being so. I know. Like,
0: We're on it.
1: Uh, contextual.
0: Yes. And- so this is about physicians and artificial intelligence, chatbots. So why don't you let us know which article it is? And I'll put it in the show notes uh, for people sure. to click on to later.
1: So uh, full disclosure, I got this because I subscribe to Sensible Medicine, which is a group of physicians. There's a couple of them I really, really like. John Mandrillo being one of them. I think he has got one of the ba- like, I, 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 and I, he he just breaks down studies really, really well and is extremely aware of biases. Now that being said, he wasn't the author of this. It was actually Vinay Prasad, who um, actually has some good stuff. Sometimes I like, tend to not like his writing as much, um, but anyway. They they sent the email and it made me made me think about this and they had a good breakdown. So the this was um a discussion on a recent publication that came out in JAMA, April 28th, 2023. So we were literally recording this on the 29th. So this was yesterday. The title of it is Comparing Physician in Artificial Intelligence Chatbot Responses to Patient Questions Posted to a Public Social Media Forum. And this was um basically there's like reddit i don't use reddit apparently all the young people do yeah. uh, where you can go in and and it just you I know, mean, you can ask anything and and people post all this stuff and there's all this information and people upvote so the the uh, responses can get higher in this thing um and there's a subreddit apparently called ask docs and to to actually contribute on the mod you have to actually prove that you're a physician to the moderators who will then approve you so that you can actually answer these questions on this subreddit and what they basically did was they um, took the physician responses and then they, to these questions, and then they took a uh, chat GPT and they fed them the same questions and got their responses. And then they took these two, um, the two groups, and then they compared them to more healthcare providers and they judged the responses on accuracy and content and empathy, et cetera. Yeah.
0: Uh, chat GPT, explain what that is.
1: Oh, well, so chat GPT is one of the new large language models or AI that everybody's been talking about. Chat GPT 3.0 is the one that was released last fall and everybody went completely crazy over it because um, it was the first, you know, AI has been kind of, has been moving through for a while now and there's a lot of different industries that have been using it. But this was the first one that just went like, really just started crushing things because it can give responses that that um, essentially pass the Turing test. So Alan Turing was the guy who wrote the Enigma code in World War II as a mathematician. And um, he devised this thing is if you can talk to an artificial construct and it gives you responses such that you don't know whether or not you're talking to a human, that was that's like the Turing test. And it kind of moves you over the age of, we're probably into this realm of artificial intelligence where these things are actually, because at that point it doesn't, you know, like, what's the difference? If you don't even know that you're talking, who you're talking to, does it really matter anymore? Kind of a deal. Um, there's been some criteria after that as well, but anyway, chat GPT was the one that was like giving human-like responses and um, and and really um, providing these deep answers. Now there's a lot of focus on the things that it was getting wrong, just in general. Not I'm not talking about the specific to the study, but the fact of the matter that you could feed these questions into a, um, a large language model that then filters the responses and comebacks with depth of information is insane and this has game-changing implications for medicine so they did this they fed them and what basically happened um and i like how uh dr prasad said this his title for it was basically that chat gpt crushes real da- doctors and answering patient questions and um the breakdown that they he did when he was talking about this was just absolutely excellent because people say well the information was wrong well the people who judged the responses were healthcare providers. I think they were physicians, but they mentioned healthcare providers, even though I hate that word. So at mm-hmm. least familiar with the responses. Then they're like, oh, well, these doctors aren't going to give, uh, the, the responses um, that the doctors gave are not going to be as thorough or um, aren't, aren't as good as you would actually give. And, and one of the authors was like, well, I don't know if they really believe that because these are answers that people had a lot of time to think about that were posting to a subreddit that were deeply involved in their thinking so they're probably better than the actual answers that they're giving in clinical practice when you're seeing somebody and you have 15 minutes or you know 20 minutes, right. maybe total, and you're filtering all this stuff. So in this scenario, in an artificial environment where people are asking questions, when they basically have all the time in the world to frame their response as human, they got crushed mm-hmm. by chat now, I am not saying you should go out there and get your medical care from Chat That is absolutely not the case. But I'm someone from a physician standpoint, you need to be aware of this because this is going to change the game for how we practice. And this is a good thing. Um, anyway, so I'll I'll still stop there. I can, I can I can talk a little bit more because this is. This is something I'm actually really excited for because it, it can significantly improve clinical care. It's going to be majorly disruptive. And you can either have your head in the sand somewhere and say, well, that the thing that just pisses me off more than anything, I know what the studies say. I know, I know what this said, but I'm much better than it, blah, blah, blah. Well, then you're practicing voodoo. You know, it, at least be aware this stuff is out there, that this stuff is coming out with really, really good clinical information. It is only going to get better. So pretending it doesn't exist is the exact wrong way to kind of go about that. But anyway, I'll stop there for now.
0: One question does, does it say numbers or percentages of like, like docs versus the AI of like, that preferred the responses did it say? Uh, yeah,
1: so the majority of the responses, um, the, the, the judges who were again in healthcare preferred the chat bot. So um, well, what was the actual percentage? Oh, oh! I was going to say on the majority of, of questions, a hundred percent, 100% of the judges preferred the chatbot responses to the actual human responses. A hundred percent.
0: That's fascinating. You know, my um, first, yeah, go ahead. Oh,
1: no, no, keep going. I'm sorry. Cause I talked too much.
0: No, it's okay. I was just, you know, you can probably do this entire episode by yourself. Honestly, you, you <laughs> got it all right there in front of you and passionate about it. Um, but I was just thinking like, I know that there are going to be these people that are going to like not agree with you. And they're thinking, you know, like, that's not really, you know, how am I supposed to be comfortable? Like knowing if that, if the information they're getting from there is accurate or what I would suggest for this individual person who's unique to anybody else. And, um, but I think that, like you said, it's going to improve over time as the, um, you know the data, the input, all of those things. However, this all works—it's um, over my head, but obviously, it's it's gathering information in a way that prioritizes more um, accurate information, hopefully. But I could see that could be a a controversy or a, a concern that people have as physicians, and and not controlling that information going to the patient. Any comments on that?
1: Yeah, I, I think you, change is scary for everybody, right? And that's why I say, don't bury your head in the sand about this. What, you know, my understanding, and I am definitely not an AI expert, and I don't know, you know, I, I have superficial knowledge enough to be dangerous, really, not like in, totally informed, was that they scour and they can consume vast amounts of information, condense that into, and process it into a response, right? Well, what is medicine? Medicine is basically taking large volumes of, med- of information, condensing it, figuring out priority of pieces of that information, which one's more important or not, which one's important or not, and then producing a response. Um, and what this can, you can see it as being is, hey, this is going to replace me. Or you can look at it as this is going to tool that's going to improve clinical practice, because we simply do not have the consciousness and, and, and cognitive ability to process the amount of information that these models can do. So I, what I'm predicting or what I would think was going to happen with this is that AI is going to be um, really a clinical tool where before we're going to develop, and you should still have the you know, basic understanding of how to develop a differential and making sure that your, your perspective is broad. But now you have chat GPT on this, or not chat GPT, whatever the, the, the AI, AI is going to be that then can take that same information. And then what, the best scenario is you compare it. To what your clinical judgment is the, le- the lazy thing to do is then basically just say okay well, i'm just going to trust this all the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you'd probably be a better clinician for doing that to be honest because <laughs> we haven't talked about that but algorithms there's literally 50 years of data that algorithms crush clinical decision making um we, we should talk about that sometimes. It, it, when I first read it, I was like, this is no way. And then you look at it and it gets repeated and repeated and repeated again. So we poo poo algorithms and say algorithm medicine is the wrong type of medicine. And if you but if you're applying the algorithm in the first way, and you are recognizing all the clinical inputs, because the people who are using algorithms alone, and aren't looking to things are missing inputs, that's when they screw up. Um they're they're incredibly powerful if you are a physician with a physician's knowledge and a physician's training and then you have this other tool that can then feed in and provide you some information to enhance your clinical decision making it's going to be amazing um it, yeah anyway it, it's so i mean re- realistically the people who really have to be terrified about this are people who don't have the physician education because um i can guarantee you if you can get the same amount of information that's. Um, pretty close or on par or even potentially better than a physician, you're not going to need other people who don't have that training anymore. Um, so I, I don't know. It's it's going to be amazing. And if, for things like radiology, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, God, for anything, I, it's, it's just going to be huge.
0: You know, the one thing I feel like it would disrupt in a negative way from an economic standpoint is if, insurance companies utilize information with modern pain science to determine what they are going to approve for interventional pain people. Oh, they won't
1: that- pay for anything because all the data right there says it doesn't work, which is true. So <laughs> they will, it's going to, and they're already, but here's they're already doing that, right? There is a reason that almost every major insurer doesn't pay or pays, uh, or reimbursement is dropping for these things, is because there is no data to demonstrate improvement, or I should say, no good data, no unbiased, and no large term studies that support it. Um, so I, I don't see that.
0: Committees for oh, those. political,
1: well, yeah, and, and that's and, and that's 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 the, that's the name of the game. Are you going to be a physician, or are you going to be a political activist?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because because political activists don't care about the truth; they care about what they want. If you're a physician, you're supposed to care about the truth.
0: Oh boy, do I know about that.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's absurd. And so, I mean, we are, this is the thing we already have lots and lots of data on the practice of medicine that physicians aren't following. Yeah. So if we, 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 you can pretend that the AI is going to be, Oh, this is, they're going to be bad doctors. Really? We don't have that data. And I can, and I'm not saying every doctor's out there is bad, but there's a lot of people doing stuff that has no evidence to support it. Um, or evidence that says it's actually harmful, and yet we do it anyway, because I know what the data says. but in my clinical judgment, it works for me, even though i've never tracked my data, i've never actually proved any of my outcomes i you know I have all these cognitive biases I'm completely unaware of, and I only see my successes because anybody who has a success I don't remember or they're gone so um anyway that's <laughs> i don't want I don't want to rant on it, but it is, this is a Kevin big rant. deal. and <laughs> Well, and here's, oh, well, why would I want to get my, my stuff from a robot, right? It's going to, the, the, they were graded as more empathetic. The, the AI was graded as providing a more empathetic response than the yes. humans were. Read yeah, the article. <laughs> I mean, it is, it, it, it is insane, but I will also say it is not surprising if you kind of take your blinders off and say, well, what, what do we know about medicine? Like, yeah. what do we know about how we practice? What do we know about biases? What do we know about algorithms? And, um, and, you know, that's why I get excited because it takes all the stuff that so many people think is like that's not true, because they want it to not be true or it threatens them in some way, but actually is true. And, yeah. Anyway, cool. come out of this not being upset, like, or if you are upset, that's fine. Now go do the research and learn. And then if you, in, if, and if you have done a huge big literary search and you start reading in depth all these studies come back and say otherwise um
0: well i think the empathy thing does doesn't surprise me at all when you look at from the 1900s or mid to later 1900s and how the medical industrial complex has shifted the way that we care or lack thereof for patients and has deteriorated that relationship in a way where there doesn't feel like an empathetic response or an, an empathetic experience with your physician. So it doesn't surprise me that the chatbot thing seems more empathetic because we're most of us are in these rigid time frames, faster. You know, more... widget
1: producing. We're in a factory. Yeah, they're using factory productive models on human interactions.
0: The fact, yeah, the fact that you can have artificial intelligence do a better job then you at connecting to your patients tells you that the medical industrial complex has shifted and changed the way that we interact. So, um, and that doesn't go for everyone. There's always going to be certain humans that just aren't good at that, but, um, yeah. And then, and then you think about, like you said, is it going to replace me or could you use it to your advantage for helping you make, you know, some supportive, you know, uh, I guess information along with your own clinical judgment. Or, you know, even I was thinking about like when people, uh, when physicians have been uncomfortable when the internet came about or when videos and, and we talked about how you can, you can use it to your advantage. You could do videos of things you say over and over and over again, educationally, and take advantage of those opportunities to reach a larger, larger audience or to enhance the patient experience or to increase patient safety, whatever the case may be. So you can use it as an adjunct to enhance your own practice for yourself or your patients. Um,
1: yeah. Because how about this? You, 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 you know. Oh, I, I don't. I hate AI, and this is never going to replace me. Well, how about this? How about you have an AI that you work with mm-hmm. that takes all your call. Yeah. So all oh, your phone call is going to go to an AI, right? And it's going to, and unless there is, it's the certain variables, the triage, and then it flags you. So now your t- your call volume is going to go to essentially zero. Mm-hmm. um would you hate that <laughs> i don't know i i i can't see me hating that you know i don't i, I i'm i'm not a great great sleeper so getting pages in the middle of the night always suck um it's procedure it's gonna be a little somebody. bit different but um <laughs> but even in procedural spe- specialties is going to be you know when what approach can be useful um it, 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 we are in an environment that is going to be just absolutely crazy and amazing. And like any sort of period and disruption, uh, there's going to be some pain associated with it, but there's like some huge opportunities, I think. Yeah, um, yeah it's yeah,
0: the upside will be bigger than the downside.
1: Well, yeah, it'll. I that, And yeah, it, it in is. Our opinions. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in, in most technological revolution is the upside has been more positive than the downside. Who, yes. who does it hurt? It hurts people who have less education, people who have uh, less ability to adapt. Um, uh, but if you are, you know, have a lot of education and you are, con- I mean, the biggest thing, and this is why I tell my kids all the time, you cannot stop learning. Yeah. You, you have to be learning all the time because everything is, pro- is, is, is going so fast now. That if you stop learning you're going to be behind yeah. and um but man there's there's yeah i don't know i'm i sometimes i get a little well I, I should talk me getting pessimistic and bitter wow that's you know half the time i'm talking on here um <laughs> but I, do, I i do think there's some like some really potential powerful things with this and and instead of just saying this can't be true this is the you, you step this is going to get a lot of press i mean literally, this literally been one day this is going to get a lot of press and instead of saying, this can't be true because I don't want it to be true. Think about, you know, well, let's look at the actual study and how it was designed. Right. Let's analyze that and see what how it was constructed um, with the pros and cons. Because I, what I did like about Sensible, Sensible Medicine's take on this is, you know, he he provided some context because he talked to one of the authors. And well, what about this question? Or some people would say this. And the arguments in response to that were, were quite good, like, um, well, these, are, these doctors aren't paid. So, how do you know you're getting the best doctors who are giving these things? Well, doctors, you know, a lot of people are going through clinic just giving answers. And sure, they're getting paid, but doesn't mean they're necessarily getting the best answers out of them. Um, other people were like saying, well, the, if you have your doctor that knows you well, then they're going to be able to provide a better answer to this. And the, I think the author said something like, do you know your doctor? Like, how many people actually know their doctors now versus see? some random person or see if someone once or twice a year, maybe yeah. who really doesn't know you like the uh, at the old yeah. doctor. And there's a big assumption there that somehow that, that um, intimate knowledge improves decision-making versus that in- intimate knowledge may actually increase more biases so that you miss yes. things. Yeah, uh, Cause that is as likely, um, yeah. but people forget that. Well, but they're so nice. Well, did they forget? Um,
0: that, yeah, yeah. That makes me oh, just like, a snippet I had a patient for 18 years been seeing the same person managed with significant asthma with albuterol three times a day nothing else and i really encourage this person to go see someone else <laughs> because i'm like this is not appropriate um especially in light of things i can't you know discuss but um and that person did, they went to see another person. So yeah, um, yeah I think there's, there's times that's important. because um, there's something you just brought up. Oh, so there's these concerns when we had mid-levels come in, we had NPs um, um, or even, you know, CRNAs and, and other people that are an adjunct to what physicians do. And there was concern. And the reality is Now it's getting muddy on what they can do and and what's the difference between the physician and this mid-level. AI is not going to be asking to basically take your job or, you know, make the same as, make as much as you. AI is like a tool that's not a person that's going to try to, like, so you can have something that helps you without them trying to, like, muddy the waters on, like, what the different roles are. That's just a thought. No, I,
1: I, and that's what, I I didn't come out and say it, but I I do think this is going to impact mid-level. Mm-hmm um in in a big way because if you can get as good or very likely better clinical decision making out of a large language model Mm -hmm. then people are going to say well why do i need you Mm -hmm. um you know and and people can say that about you know doctors as well but there when you're starting looking tier 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 and you go up it's generally not the top tier that are going to be removed first um well unless it's a totally business decision and there is no proved outcomes difference and and then it becomes just you know uh we go go to the future um where they're all you know all the doctors are robots you know have you ever noticed that in science fi- science fiction like other than star trek the doctors are all robots yeah, yeah so like um star wars they were robots
0: mm, yeah.
1: um uh
0: yeah they had the machines and like yeah was it guardians of the galaxy did they have one too i think
1: guardians of the gal i don't remember guardians of the galaxy of yeah. my head but repair. um the expanse if you ever watched that they had the auto docks on the ship they're, they're all robots yeah. like robot ai doing everything
0: avatar um, you know they had kind of their but well, i think they had some people but things were done on the inside of the machine anyway. yeah
1: so mm-hmm. we're, they're moving into the future in uh and I, I do think it makes sense because so much of what medicine is, is, is basically algorithmic decision-making that takes vast and vast, and vast amounts of information and processes it and then has to, and we're supposed to be doing it, and we don't, but we're supposed to take what is the most likely, you know, predictive role, like the C-3PO. there's a one in 6 million, blah, 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 blah. Or you should be saying, well, this is, you know, 60 30% chance is this thing. And then you keep all that other stuff in the background, but you go after what is most, most likely. Um, unfortunately, the human brain doesn't like to do that. Instead, we like to look at the exceptions. So we do the wrong decision 42 times, but the one time it's right, we like, oh, I was right here. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. But anyway. A hmm.
0: lot to think about, which is all about this episode, is just to poise the situation at hand and to make you think about it uh, before it surprises you. <laughs> Most well, if you, know you haven't been thinking coming.
1: about it, is the time to think is now. Like mm-hmm. um, this is out there and so I, and, you know I, again i just i just think the the gut reaction for a lot of people is simply going to be this can't be true
0: yeah and push it away
1: and push it away and um that is like not the reaction you want to have like it's better is like how
0: you embrace and understand
1: <laughs> embrace and understand is this true how could this be true what could be true about this but just a flank denial of it that that should tell you right there you have super huge biases that are raising. And anytime your biases are rearing its ugly hood, particularly when your beliefs are being challenged is a time to pause, to relax and to reassess them. Yeah. Uh, and this is a great opportunity for it.
0: Yeah. That's a great way to finish off the episode. Why don't you take us out?
1: Didn't I bring us in?
0: No, I, well, I kind of introduced you, but uh, I could take us out.
1: Why don't you I'll, take us out? You know, I'll just take you, you out. Take us out.
0: Everyone out. All right. <laughs> Well, thank you for being part of the Change Physician podcast again for this episode 248 on AI versus physicians. I don't know how we're going to title it, but <laughs> um, make sure to check out the article. We'll include that on the YouTube, uh, pros- possibly on that Instagram post. So that will follow it a week or two later. Um, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Change Physician. Take care.